0: Let's hear it, for Friendly Physics, learning by listening. The past few weeks, we've moved on from talking about objects moving horizontally, back and forth, and we've started to talk about objects that move vertically, up and down. We started off by thinking about objects that fall, like an apple from a tree or a book off a shelf. Then we started to discuss objects that launch upward like rockets. And today we are going to connect the two because what goes up must come down. When an object is launched, it goes up and up and up until it stops. And that is where we stopped in the last episode as well. However, In reality, we all know that when an object is launched, it goes up and up and up and then it stops and then it falls right back down to Earth. Naturally, I want to ask some questions about how that object falls. Let's consider our same scenario from last time. A rocket launched upward with an initial velocity of 343 meters per second. If you remember from last time, we calculated a few things about the launch. First, we calculated the amount of time that it took the rocket to reach its peak. We used our first formula and the information that we know about objects launching upward. Our first formula says V sub F equals V naught plus A T. Final velocity equals initial velocity plus acceleration times time. We know that that final velocity at the peak is 0 meters per second, and we know that the acceleration of an object moving vertically is negative 9.8 meters per second squared. We were able to calculate that the time is 35 seconds. The rocket takes 35 seconds to launch up to its peak. What happens after its peak? Well, what goes up must come down. The rocket is going to fall, and we are going to want to know how long it will take for the rocket to hit the ground. We don't have quite enough information to do that right now, but we did make another calculation in the last episode that will help us. We used the time it took for the rocket to peak and we used our second formula. Position equals initial position plus velocity times time plus one half acceleration times time squared. We calculated that the rocket ended up about 6,000 meters in the air. When the rocket falls, we know that its final position will be zero meters because it hits the ground. So where is the rocket's initial position when it falls? I'll give you a second. The rocket is going to be 6,000 meters in the air. The fall starts from the peak. The rocket goes up and up and up and it stops at its peak and then it falls. There are a few things that we know about the fall. We know that the final position is 0 meters. We know that the acceleration is negative 9.8 meters per second squared. And we know that the initial velocity is 0 meters per second. That is something that we know about falling, but it also makes sense. The final velocity at the peak on the way up was 0 as well. That rocket pauses for just an instant before it starts to fall. So how long does it take for the rocket to fall? If we replace all our variables in that second formula, we will end up with 0 equals 6000 plus 0 times time plus 1 half times negative 9.8 times time squared. We aren't replacing the t term for time because the time is what we need here. And lucky us, we can get rid of that 0 times time term as well anything times 0 is 0. So that reduces to 0 equals 6000 plus 1 half times negative 9.8 t squared. And if we isolate t for time we get t equals the square root of negative 6000 times 2 divided by negative 9.8 and we get I'll let you type it into your calculator if you need. We get 34.99, which might as well be 35 seconds. The amount of time that it takes the rocket to fall from its peak is the same amount of time that it takes the rocket to reach that height. Weird. Isn't gravity helping on the way down? Shouldn't it fall faster? Let's look at the velocities as well, so that we have the whole picture. When the rocket is launching, the initial velocity is 343 meters per second, and we know that the velocity at the peak is 0 meters per second. When the rocket is falling, we know that the initial velocity is 0 meters per second. So what's the final velocity? How fast is the rocket going when it hits the ground? Any guesses? We can use our first formula. V sub f equals v naught plus a t. Velocity equals initial velocity plus acceleration times time. We need the f. We know b sub 0 and a. Initial velocity equals 0 and a equals negative 9.8 and we have t. We know that the rocket takes 35 seconds to fall. So let's calculate. 0 plus negative 9.8 times 35. Put it in your calculator. Negative 343. Negative, why negative? The rocket is moving down. The sign on the velocity shows us which way the position is changing. And up is positive and down is negative. So when the rocket is launching, we have the velocity changing from 343 to zero. And when the rocket is falling, we have the velocity changing from zero. To negative negative 343. Either way, the magnitude of the change is the same. The velocity is changing by 343 meters per second. The rocket travels the same distance, 6000 meters. It takes the same amount of time, 35 seconds. We have the same change in velocity, 343 meters per second and, of course, the same acceleration, negative 9.8 meters per second squared. The best way I like to think about this is to imagine a video in your head. Imagine that you see the rocket blast off. It starts by moving really, really fast, a launch. It slows down as it goes up until eventually it stops. Now, Instead of imagining the rocket falling, imagine playing that first video in reverse. Rewind it in your head. The rocket is paused, up for an instant, and then it moves back the way it came. Slowly, slowly, and then faster as gravity pulls it down. That is the relationship between launching and falling. The motion is a mirror of itself. Fast at the beginning, slow at the end as we launch. Slow at the beginning, and fast as we hit the ground during a fall. The only difference between an object falling and launching is the direction of the motion and the starting velocity. Gravity behaves the same way, no matter what, so that we see the same time, the same distance, the same change in velocity. And the same acceleration. If you enjoyed this episode, you will love next week as we are going to start finding out why baseball players cannot pitch in a straight line.